Support comes from Adelaide Interiors. Their design team can expertly manage every detail of your renovation and remodeling project from start to finish. From bathrooms to kitchens, appliances, cabinets, countertops, flooring, and coverings. More at Adelaide.com. Support for The Zest comes from People's Gas, delivering clean, efficient, and affordable natural gas for cooking at home with precise temperature control. More at floridasenergy.com. So now we're at Troy's Barbecue for some down-home ribs, mom-and-pop business located on US-1, also known as Federal Highway. They've got the pit in the back of the restaurant. So you are drawn in by the aroma as soon as we disembark the bus and walk into the restaurant. I'm Delia Colon, and this is The Zest. Citrus, seafood, Spanish flavor, and Southern charm. The Zest celebrates cuisine and community in the Sunshine State. Today, climb aboard the Taste History Culinary Tour for an under-the-radar look into Palm Beach County's food scene, past and present. Thank you for eating up the latest episode of The Zest. WUSF Public Media also offers a delicious podcast focused on arts and culture in the Sunshine State. The Arts Access Florida podcast highlights arts and cultural organizations right here in Florida. Learn more about these unique institutions, how you can be a part of upcoming events, and so much more. For a culturally enriching experience, subscribe to the Arts Access Florida podcast wherever you listen to podcasts or visit artsaccessflorida.org. That's arts, A-X-I-S-F-L dot org. Thanks to our founding sponsor, Community Foundation Tampa Bay. Palm Beach County has a reputation for being pretty swanky with high-end boutiques in Delray Beach, fancy restaurants along Worth Avenue in West Palm Beach, and on and on. But Lori J. Durant wanted to showcase a different side of Palm Beach County, one that featured history with an emphasis on the contributions of underrepresented groups. So in 2004, Lori began conducting bus tours in her hometown of Delray Beach, highlighting the area's multicultural influences. After the tours, guests would often ask, where can we go to eat? One thing led to another, and in 2011, Lori launched the Taste History Culinary Tours to showcase the lesser-known culinary histories of Delray Beach, Boynton Beach, Lake Worth, West Palm Beach, and Lantana. To date, more than 10,000 people have embarked on Lori's off-the-beaten-path excursions. Today, she offers us an abbreviated version of the Taste History Culinary Bus Tour. Taste History is an evolution of the narrated bus tours of historic Delray Beach that I launched in year 2004. They are the first tours of its kind that took place on a regular basis in Delray Beach. I highlighted the multicultural history of Delray Beach. Delray was incorporated as the town of Delray in the year 1911, but predating that, you already had African-Americans here. They were from the island of the Bahamas. They were from Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina. They were immediate descendants of former slaves. So when the white settlers arrived, the white European settlers, the Germans arrived, they had a labor force. And that labor force consisted of these Black people who had already settled in the area. 
Likewise, as Henry Flagler was constructing the Florida East Coast Railway, um, the labor force significantly came from Black people and people from the island of the Bahamas. So they were foundational with the settlement of Southern Florida. They provided labor for farming. They were farmers themselves. They provided a labor force for the construction and the buildings that took place right along the route of Henry Flagler's FEC, the Florida East Coast Railway, and they provided significant labor for Henry Flagler and his various pursuits. So I wanted to push that forward, along with segueing into our other settlers. I mean, we have historic Black districts. We have districts that were settled by our white founders as well. My intent was not to create any kind of guilt about it, but to state it as fact. This is how we were settled. This is how we were founded. And as we traveled along, we would visit anywhere from three to four historic buildings. And those buildings represented the contributions of our African-Americans, our Black Bahamians, as well as our early white settlers. And some of those white settlers were Germans as well. So our tour guest had a multi-sensory experience. And along that route were restaurants. There were eateries. And um, at the conclusion of the tour, the guests would often ask, well, where can we go to eat? Where can we go to eat? Or sometimes with our private tour request, they would like to incorporate a sit-down luncheon. So the Taste History Culinary Tour, which is actually Actually, the first culinary tour in Palm Beach County evolved from that. And post-COVID-19, the Taste History Culinary Tour is evolving once again. We are taking that same foundation of being multi-sensory, multicultural, and creating the Taste History art history and luncheon tour. We are still featuring our same restaurant partners. It is still a multicultural and multi-cuisine experience, but now we actually sit down and have a luncheon at one restaurant prior to our previous format of visiting um, multiple different restaurants within one tour format. So we've adjusted to the times post-COVID. We've adjusted to the fact that we highlight small mom and pop businesses that have also had to adjust as well. I often say that on the Taste History Tour, we feed your mind as much as we feed your stomach. Well, that's what we try to do on The Zest as well. So let's get into it. Can you talk me through the tour? I'm, I'm showing up in Palm Beach County I'm taking the tour with you. Give me the sights, the sounds, the history. I want all of it. Oh, we go back um, 500 years with the narration, with the historical narration, starting with the arrival of Juan Ponce de Leon. He arrived in the area that became known as La Florida, land of flowers. He arrived here in the year 1513. Food history is a component of the Florida history. So um, one of our popular districts in Delray Beach is historic Fifth Avenue. It was the bustling Black business district during the era of legal segregation. 
So during segregation, Black microcosms evolved. And within those microcosms, you had the preservation of Black civic and social life. You had thriving Black-owned businesses, Black-owned pharmacy, a Black-owned dry cleaning company, Black-owned grocery stores, hotels within this historic Northwest Fifth Avenue zone between Southwest Fifth Avenue and Northwest Fifth Avenue. So one of the eateries that we go to is a Jamaican restaurant called Sweets Jamaican Cuisine. And it's actually located in a building that was known as Miss Mags. Miss Mags was a soul food restaurant patronized by a lot of the Black waiters during that time. During segregation, you had a circuit, a Black waiter circuit that became known as the Traveling African-American Waiter Circuit. As a matter of fact, you know, I'm a native of Delray Beach, so I grew up listening to my mom and dad share history from their vantage point, the history that they experienced as African-Americans in America, coming out of the South, coming out of Alabama, North Carolina, and what brought them to small town Delray Beach. So my dad was a professional waiter. I mean, that was considered a a lucrative job during the era of legal segregation. You worked for upscale white-owned restaurants and made a lot of money from tips. My father was able to provide for his family. He helped his parents buy their house. He bought a house for his family, you know, my mom, his children, my brother. They settled in a Jefferson Manor neighborhood in Delray Beach. So going back to historic Northwest Fifth Avenue, that's the district that I heard my mom and dad talk about. My dad started coming to this area around 1958, 1959, and you had a Black-owned Gulf gas station. He would stay at the Black-owned LaFrance Hotel. And um, before his work shift at one of the restaurants, he would eat at Miss Mag's restaurant. Miss Mag's restaurant is on Southwest Fifth Avenue, soul food restaurant, a lot of the waiters would go there to eat before they headed out to their evening shift. And that building, formerly Miss Mag's, is now the location of a Black-owned, Black Caribbean-owned restaurant called Sweets Sensational Cuisine. And then we segue into our next sensory experience, and that is eating the food, eating that Jamaican cuisine where you're also learning how their cuisine has been influenced by African slaves in the island of Jamaica, the Spaniards, uh, the English, and how this rich sensational, literally and figuratively, this rich sensational Caribbean cuisine evolved because Africans learned how to make do. They took a little bit from the Native Americans, a little bit from the Spaniards, a little bit from the English. And from that, you have this amazing, distinct cuisine. So as Jamaicans, as Black Jamaicans immigrated from their island home, they brought that cuisine with them. Then that cuisine became a part of the Florida landscape that we refer to as Floribian. And one of the distinct cooking styles within the Floribian cuisine is barbecue. Barbecuing. The origin of barbecuing came from the Taino, the Arawak, and the Carib Indians and the Tumusia Indians who would take meat and cook it over an open pit. It was referred to as barbacoa or barbecue, which means slow fire pit or open pit. 
It is believed that the Spaniard explorers, the European explorers, introduced pigs to the Caribbean island. And then the way they were cooked, that came from the Native Americans. You have the Tamusias in Florida. You had the Arawak, the Carib, and the Taino who were in the Bahamas. They were in Cuba. They were in Jamaica. And as we also know, African slaves were brought over by European explorers. So these Africans arrived with their style of cooking. Oftentimes traveling on those slave ship voyages were natural resources of vegetables or types of foodstuffs that were then planted in these Caribbean islands or in Florida, introduced to the natives. And again, this new flavorful cuisine evolved. What's also important to know about barbecue, we do associate barbecue with the South, with Southern cuisine. It's also strongly associated with soul food. So around the year 1905, we had the Great Migration. Support for the Zest podcast comes from Seitenbacher brand natural foods like muesli cereals, oils, oatmeal, energy bars, gluten-free fruit gummies for the kids, organic coffee, and more. Available in supermarkets, health food stores, or online at seitenbacher.com. Between 1905 until around 1970, you had more than 5 million African-Americans who left the poverty South. They went to the Northeast and some went out West to California. As they moved, Southern cuisines such as barbecue moved with them. Although barbecue... The style of um, barbecue cooking was spread by European explorers who made their way to the New World and the Americas. It was cooked by both whites as well as African slaves. It was easy to cook. You take meat and you cook it over an open pit. But it became strongly associated with African-American food or soul food. So as Black people moved during the Great Migration, they took that Southern food with them. And you had rib shacks and soul food shacks that dotted the American landscape. Now we're reboarding the bus. That was just the first stop. I'm into <laughs> this. I'm into this. Okay, give me, give me a second stop. <laughs> okay, sure. Uh, so now we're reboarding the bus and we're making our way onto uh, US-1. The origin of US-1 actually began as Dixie Highway. Mr. Fisher, for which we have Fisher Island in Miami, owned a lot of real estate. And he wanted people in Maine, in Canada, in the Northeast to have easy access to his real estate. He was speculating for them to come and speculate and make purchases. So he created the uh, Dixie Highway Association. His first highway was actually the Lincoln Highway, which ran westward. And President Abraham Lincoln was one of his heroes because of the emancipation of slaves, the Emancipation Proclamation. Then he wanted to create a route that would allow people from the north to then travel south, so a north-southward type of route. So with the evolution of Dixie Highway, you had businesses that opened along Dixie Highway. You had drive-through restaurants, you had motor lodges, and you have restaurants. So we're traveling on US-1, and we arrive at a soul food restaurant called Troy's barbecue in Boynton Beach. That was started, family-owned mom and pop. Uh, Mr. Troy 
started that restaurant, started making barbecue in his backyard. Then he opened up a little rib shack. And now his son, Anthony Barber, uh, runs Troy's Barbecue. He's bottled the sauce and he is expanding the business throughout Palm Beach County. They've got the pit in the back of the restaurant. So you are drawn in by the aroma. As soon as we disembark the bus and walk into the restaurant and the um, barbecue ribs that we are eating are accentuated with um, macaroni and cheese. We have cornbread and they also do conch fritters. They also do conch fritters at Troy's Barbecue. Conch fritters are distinctly Bahamian but distinctly Black Bahamian. Again, Africans learned how to make do. They took the conch meat that was introduced to them by the natives, the Indians in the Bahamas. You had the cornmeal or flour uh, that the English were cultivating. And then you had a cooking technique called frying. That came out of Africa. That came from our African people. So the African slaves brought their cooking technique of frying food. They took that comp meat from the Native Americans. You had cornmeal or you had flour coming from English planters. And here you have a new cuisine called the conch fritter. That conch fritter spreads with the immigration of Bahamians to Southern Florida. And again, it becomes a part of Florida cuisine known as Floribian cuisine. So at Troy's Barbecue, you're getting uh, Black Bahamian with the conch fritter. You're also getting African-American with savory barbecue ribs and three choices of barbecue sauce. This is making me so hungry. When you said the pit is in the back, I feel like I'm already smelling it. I'm on the other side of the state from you and I'm already smelling it. Okay, I have to be honest, this is not what I was expecting the tour to be. When I think of like Palm Beach history, I thought it was gonna be, oh, Jackie Kennedy ate at this fancy place. That's seriously what I was expecting. So are people surprised? When we think of Palm Beach, I mean, we just think of everything so swanky. Are people surprised by what they learn on the tour and where you take them? Oh, they are definitely enlightened. And that's really why people take the tour, because they are being enlightened. Most of our tour reservations, we, I mean, we've hosted well over 10,000 people on the tours. Most of our tour reservations are from referrals. And they are coming from a demographic of people who already know about uh, the Henry Flagler Museum. They, they're familiar with the wealth that came here, but what they're not familiar with is the history pertaining to the labor force, the workers who helped to build the roads, build the mansions, farm the land and the cuisines and the history that they contributed to the area. So that's the experience. That's very much a part of the appeal of the Taste History Tour. If you do not want off the beaten path, if you don't want down home, then th you do not take the tour. You would do, you would do a different experience. Now, why is this important to you? Because you could have set it up that way and just gone to all the hoity-toity cafes, but you didn't do that. So why was it important to you to highlight the labor force and particularly African-Americans from the history of Palm Beach County? I wanted to create an experience that had texture. And as someone who grew up in Delray Beach in Palm Beach County, Florida, a lot of the Black history was oral. It was not necessarily written or documented. 
And I said, well, how can I use my voice to shed light on the Black history, the Black contribution in Delray Beach and Palm Beach County? How can I be proactive? Instead of me looking around and looking for someone else to do it, I should just do it myself. So that was a a big part of my motivation was to pull forward the contributions of African-Americans and along the way also highlight our small businesses, our mom and pop eateries, our local artists as a part of the tour experience. Can you give me one or two more stops on the tour? Because I'm I'm picturing it. I'm right there with you. Oh, absolutely. Stay with us and don't leave. We are reboarding the bus and we are continuing our journey along Federal Highway US-1, which now becomes Dixie Highway. We're going to continue our tasting of Floribian cuisine. So now we've made our way into West Palm Beach, Dixie Highway at Don Ramon Cubano. It is a Cuban restaurant. They've been in business since the early 1990s. It is family owned, locally operated. So we entered the restaurant and again, that aroma is pulling us in. And churrasco is the Cuban word or the Spanish word for barbecuing. So at Don Ramon, we are enjoying some churrasco, rice and peas, rice and beans, And we're topping it off with a mojito. So Cuban cuisine is considered Floribian cuisine from the immigration of Cubans from the Caribbean islands who arrived in South Florida. And you had this mass immigration that began in the 1960s, many of them coming to the Miami area, Miami-Dade area. Then you started to have the migration of Cubans in Miami to Palm Beach County. And again, as they moved, those Cuban recipes moved right along with them. And you had the birth of Cuban restaurants owned by Cubans in Palm Beach County and here in West Palm Beach, right along uh, Dixie Highway. This is all just fascinating. How many total stops are there on the tour? You've given us three or four already. Uh, Well, we have um, about a dozen partners in total as a part of the Taste History Culinary Tour, including Delray Beach, Boynton Beach, Lake Worth, Lantana, and West Palm Beach. So we have a dozen partners. That includes our restaurants, our historic buildings, and our locally owned art shops or craft shops. And again, the tour format now is a luncheon format, but at These restaurants, the cuisine is a multi-cuisine experience. So we're we're grazing for a while as we enter these restaurants. We are grazing. Oh, that's you had me at mojito and barbecue and (laughs) everything else, and now grazing. This is this is my kind of food tour. Now, doing all your research, what was the bit of trivia that you found most surprising? I don't know if it was trivia. But maybe I was always surprised by the lack of written documentation about the contributions, the historical contributions of African-Americans. Was that really a surprise? (laughs) Um, My response was, wow, I'm surprised this hasn't been documented. That's the way I would respond to it. Like, wow, I can't believe they don't have this in their archives. We do have in Delray Beach a Black History Museum, by the way, for that reason, 
But, you know, nonetheless, around the same time I was starting the tour and year uh, 2004 with the narrated bus tours, uh, we had a Black History Museum that was also emerging as well, trying to collect as much historical data as possible. And it's, and it's an ongoing process because, like I said, a lot of that information is oral. It's in people's heads. Yeah, a lot of it's in your head, which is why we all need to take the tour. I'm <laughs> I'm ready to get on the bus. I'm ready to get on the bus. So how can I sign up for one of your tours? Uh, yes, come on board. Um, visit our website, tastehistoryculinarytours.org. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, we've been on hiatus for about two years. So we are relaunching the tours this year. We are initially making them available for private tour requests, but we only require a minimum of five people and you can have your own private tour on a luxury bus as you learn about the textured and rich history of Palm Beach County, experience our emerging art scene, meet local artists, and experience cuisines at mom and pop eateries. Lori, I just love this. You're so good at what you do. I'm ready to get on the on the bus. <laughs> now, do you have a background in history? I would love for something like this to come to Tampa Bay, but I don't think I'm the one to pull it off. So, so how did you know how to do this? No, my uh, degree is actually in fashion marketing. I did not study history in college, but I grew up in a household where my mom and dad talked a lot about history and we would take summer vacations during my youth and we would always visit uh, museums, historical sites. So it was just woven within my household, my upbringing and something that I'm extremely passionate about. My research has been extremely extensive and a lot of Black research was uncovered orally. It wasn't necessarily in the archives. I would have to piece the links together to get the true story that I could convey to the tour guest. Well, thank you for all of your hard work. I mean, you're so good at what you do and condensing a three-hour tour. And oh, please, I would love to host you all. Thank you so much. Lori J. Durant is the founder of Taste History Culinary Tours in Palm Beach County. She also offers art tours, or you can do a mix of both. We've got a link to her website on our website, thezestpodcast.com. I'm Delia Cologne. I produce The Zest with Andrew Lucas. This week, we had help from Chandler Balcom and Mark Hayes. The Zest is a production of WUSF Public Media, copyright 2022.